Hey tribe, welcome to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. Now, here at Word Up, we host a number of different podcast series, including Words Are Matter, Planetary Service Announcements, Witchy Life Hacks, The Conscious Awesome Show with my amazing co-host, Justin Polgar. It's where we play Spot the Propaganda together, and it's where we have high-vibe, deep-diving conversations with amazing humans. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for this week's episode. Today's Conscious Awesome show is called Principle Over Party. It's part of a series inspired by constitutional lawyer extraordinaire and Conscious Awesome show favorite Chris Ann Hall. Now, today's episode was originally recorded in August of 2020, just in case some of our references seem a little bit dated. That being said, everything we're talking about remains relevant, is super timely, and time isn't linear Anyway, so thanks for rolling with us. The video version of this podcast and all of our podcasts is available on our Locals channel, consciousawesome.locals.com. Be sure to follow us there as well as subscribing to this podcast channel so that you can stay abreast of our every offering, including Justin's, I'd call it a world-class chocolate, but really it's a multiverse-class chocolate, available at yescacao.com. As well, treat yourself to Danny's latest book, Pop Propaganda, an Illustrated Guide, which is appropriate for teens and grown-ups alike. On sale now through the link in our show notes. Enjoy the show, kiddos. Yes, yes, and yes. Welcome to the Conscious Awesome Show with your co-hosts, Danny Katz. That's me! And Justin Frank Polgar, that is me, talking right now. And um, welcome to the show. We're, um, we're on a three-part series. This is part two of a three-part series. If you want to listen to the previous one, that would be episode 26, which was Liberty Over Security. Fabulous time talking about these uh, delicious concepts that are so foundational to our shared relating. Uh, today, episode 27 is principle over party. Obviously, these have uh, a bit of a, um, a constitutional leaning, uh, a government governance kind of leaning, and it's a dialogue that uh, is generally taking place within that maybe a legal context or in a, in a governance context. And because this is the Conscious Awesome Show, we're speaking specifically in more of a meta, a macro meta of how principle and party and affiliations and who we sign on, how we, how we sign on to different causes or give our support, our attention, what we are assisting to manifest in front of ourselves. So, uh, this is episode 27, part two of three, principle over party, and the next episode, 28, though 28 <laughs> might be the third part of this. 28, we may have our first guest. 
It's possible. Or, or we may have a baby girl interruption. And we may have a baby girl. Most likely. I could get a call at any moment. It's time. Please report. Right. This could Please be a four report. and a half minute show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shorts are good too. Totally. Shorts are good, especially on hot days. Really short shorts. The third part of the three-part series is truth over personality. So that's direction, where it's where we're going. That is where we are traveling through. And, um, and today, welcome, DK, to this delicious uh, Full Moon and Aries recording, uh, Principal Over Party. Obviously, we're taking this from Chris Ann Hall, her slogan, Chris Ann Hall is one of our favorite constitutional attorneys and getting people in trouble all over YouTube for speaking truth, which is awesome. <laughs> Not getting in trouble, you know what I mean though. Really pushing up against the censorship piece by just being ourselves. Thank you for that powerful intro. I feel so grounded. Like you really laid this great groundwork for us. Way to hold the evolved masculine for the conscious awesome crew i'm feeling called into more of an evolved masculine by the day you're doing such a great job i'm really it's an honor to witness and especially thank you for contextualizing principle over party in the macro conscious awesome space yeah this is something because i think chris ann hall if you want to get a really good contextual understanding of principle over party you just tune into chris ann hall's channel and you can get you can get a great 3d a 3d con, you know meaning a definition uh discourse on principle over party and i i like to think you know in the same way that you know let's say a guest has just made a documentary right and put it out there you know that we have on our show that the guest comes onto our show and they put a documentary out there and a lot of the times when they get interviewed and I'm listening to the interviews to study and to learn kind of what, what they're already putting out there. There's questions about the project that they just did. I really like that the Conscious Awesome show and one of our intentions is to really be in the meta and be in the macro. It's more inclusive. It's more inclusive. We all are just, we're all just vibrating together here. We're all just vibrating together. We're inclusive in our meta. Let's meta vibrate together. <laughs> I like that because as you were introducing today's show, Principle Over Party, I was thinking, party's so narrow. Like, what is, what is the conscious awesome expansion of it? And so in my mind, I translated it to mean principle over identity. Not necessarily personal identity, but these allegiances to these larger... It's like a, affiliation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's... Um... It's a very slippery slope saying, I am part of this group. Because sometimes the group's center changes. You know, depending, you know, we could have very great, you could have amazing discernment with our allegiance and our affiliation with a specific group that does have a conscious self understanding, you know, self knowing that auto corrects and that knows how to steer with 100% certainty in moral compass and in alignment with the greater trends that we are feeling also aligned with. Now, usually the case is not that. Usually when things can perf, things can veer, um, you know, even just, well, 
we could just use the Democratic Party as an example, or the media as an example, or science as an example, or we can use we can use uh, even you know religion also a great example of things that are we join with one type of consciousness. If the party or the affiliation is worth its weight, it's probably helping us to evolve, meaning that our consciousness is going to expand, is going to evolve. And if it doesn't evolve with us, then we need to be able to voluntarily remove ourselves from that party. But herein lies the thing. Here's this is what we're talking about today. We're removing ourselves from the party based on our principles. Right? That's the principle over the party is knowing it's like your inner rudder getting super familiar with the know thyself. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And as you like, I'm, I'm playing out the different bits of my own experience in my head. But I also think that people can stay. I'm not really one for for group allegiances or to put myself in boxes. I'm, I'm more rogue. But I also think that people can, if they feel an overwhelming allegiance to a party or a group or an association or an ideology that for the most part works for them, they don't necessarily have to walk away from it completely to still make a choice that seems to be opposed to said party. You know, it, it feels like it has to be this like all or nothing you know, like I know I was just at a gathering, this was a few weeks ago, and there was a woman who said, I, you know, I'm voting for Trump. I can't believe I'm becoming an, a Republican. And I said, it doesn't sound like you're becoming Republican. It sounds like you're going to make a choice to vote Republican this time around. Yeah, there's the difference there. Yeah. And that's, I feel like people get stuck in these organizations or these group mentalities and then it becomes a sort of all or nothing and they're not really acknowledging all the ways that that by aligning themselves to every single thing that they're out of integrity and shoving things under the rug and denying as we were talking about earlier instead of picking and choosing what works for them I don't I don't know maybe it does mean leaving these party associations altogether I think that is the the that's the highest ideal, right? That we're just rolling as independents and making choices that are authentic to us. But I think, you know, everyone's going to be at a different stage of their own development. And I think if someone has felt some sort of, you know, look at like RFK, like the Kennedys have been lifelong Democrats. And I don't know what he's identifying as now, but I like that he's pushing back against the vax industry, but I don't know if he's denounced his own democratic legions i don't know about that i think that he's leading with his he's leading with his principle right you know and that's that's really that that's the juicy part of this conversation is it's principle over party so instead of you know saying i'm this you know i'm a part of this it's just more about knowing this is what lines up with me this mm -hmm. is this is how i genuinely feel and for the most part it lines up with this party or this group or this type of ideology but when it does not i do not feel obligated to to side with party right and i'm not going to compromise my ideals and what i know to be true to be a good republican or a good nazi or a good you know mensa member like whatever it is it's adhering to our own principles and our own knowingness of what is true over the, the party line, which is really just, it's like groupthink, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. And that, that group thing can veer, it can be purchased, it can be influenced. It can be programmed and manipulated. Where I see it to be, and, and definitely steer me back if I'm getting off, because this does feel like a very nuanced, of the three, it feels like the most nuanced is principle over party, since obviously we're talking like m much broader terms than d the duopoly. Mm -hmm. Um, and I totally forgot what I was going to say. We can tap back into it. Um, uh, when you said expansive and, and it's more nuanced, um, even just associating party with religion. Um, like for me, for example, there are certain things when I was growing up as a young Jewish boy and then having my bar mitzvah and becoming a Jewish man at 13 years old. What a, what a novel concept to have the responsibility of masculine, of manhood at 13 years old. Yeah. So there are certain things that like you do and you don't do as a Jewish person, right? As a Jew, there's things you do and things you don't based on the party, aka religion. Mm -hmm. And um, like I remember there was this group that it became a topic in like my youth group or something that there was this group called Jews for Jesus. And it was presented to be this kind of dangerous subversion situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, we're talking about these people and they're, and they're trying to like bring Jewish people out of that and to accept Jesus as their savior and all that. And I was just like, yeah, like whatever dude, like whatever dude, like if these people want to, or fi find residence and their principalities align with their Judaic roots. And they also like this prophet, this, Jewish guy named Jesus that's made profound impacts with his amazing teachings. Um, we don't need to, uh, why, where's the hate? Like that doesn't actually make the party that I'm a part of right now feel like inviting essentially. What is the, I'm just curious, like what is the Jew sort of uh, contraction around Jesus? Not, not like as a savior and as a religion, but I remember when you and I had those water bottles, remember I made the stickers with Jesus and Mindy and the sacred geometry. Mm. And my mom saw that on my water bottle and she was like, what? You're into Jesus now? Like she was so upset about that. What is that? I don't understand that part about Judaism where there's a rejection of Jesus. I mean, is it a part of Judaism or is it more, you know, because Judaism is is a creation of say 613 principles, or 613 laws, and then there's the interpretation of all of that, and then there's the cu culturalization of it, and then it gets reduced and reduced and reduced to more of like a party affiliation, like if this then that. Um, I don't know. I don't have. I, I Jesus is my homeboy. I have no pushback. I. Um, I know a lot of things are done in the name of Jesus that are maybe unsavory in history, you know, as, and that happens, you know, things get subverted, but, um, it just as an example of humanness or human transcension, transcension, <laughs> add that one. That's as like an transcendence and ascension merge. Transcension, <laughs> transcension. You heard it here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I had a, a really beautiful experience um, 
probably in my early 20s, maybe I was like 23, I'm going to say, I was 23. And uh, one of my best friends who I've known since kindergarten, he became a pastor and he was getting really deeply in his, in his, into his Christianity. And like a deep version of Christianity where he was really walking along the teachings of Jesus. And I was so appreciated because our conversations got so deep mm-hmm. and just got so, there was just so much room to be in exploration of this human condition and morality and what unconditional love is and how to respond instead of react. It was amazing. I'm so grateful for all of those um, conversations over cribbage. And one morning he said, yeah, which is- I love that it was cribbage. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. I mean, you know, because cribbage can go on for hours. Cribbage is so fun. Oh, so good. So um, he invited me one morning for a sunrise pray, him and his father-in-law, who's just such a hoot. I love Don. So Ben and Don and Justin gather at like 4.30 in the morning to just get deep in prayer and to love up on, on Jesus and creator and all, you know, and for me, um, I think a lot of my peers would have had a lot of resistance to that coming from a Jewish space, but I have somehow built into my instrument, a translator so that I know there are things when someone says God or Jesus or love or whatever, they're speaking with a collection of their, like their context is different than my context. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm in a, in a persistent translation of I'm going to make it mean what's going to hit me deepest. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was able to go through a deep prayer, like heart opening, tear flow, real just deep spirit experience just by virtue of the power of word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was, there was, you know, I, I, I think at some point there's this like accepting Jesus as, as like one of my best friends is kind of how I interpreted it. Like, Hey, if I need to lean on your teachings, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here to lean on to that. And, and I think in, in certain experiences like that, I've been able to recontextualize or reframe the way that someone is talking to their principles and what is there, what's so important to them and make it mean something to me that we can resonate and meet in that playground. Yes, I totally know what you're saying. And I think it's because when we're all, it doesn't even matter if it's like the Jewish idea of God or the Protestant idea of God or the Hindu idea of God, like we're not even touching the magnificence of what is, right? These are all sort of shorthand. And what it sounds like is like you are just tapping into these people's reverence and their passion for their version of this thing. And it's just cool to support people in their passions you know it's a different narrative than ours and there are different rules but it makes them happy and it lights them up and it's giving them guidance and grounding for their earth walk why wouldn't we support that for one another um well some people don't do it because of fear or because of what it might mean or because of social pressure but therein lies again that, that that demonstrable like principle like Oneness, How are we defining God. principle? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, shall we ask 
the etymological deities of the internet? Okay, so I turned off my browser to free up more bandwidth. I have a browser. Okay, so while you look it up, because this is what I was thinking, I remembered the thought that I was having before I forgot, and I'm also not sure that this is quite principle. So I'm gonna go for it while you're looking it up and then we can clarify. What I'm finding most alarming about the cultural sphere that I'm observing is that in service to people's so-called parties, I see them being very hateful, <laughs> like really mean and just, you know, wishing ill will upon one another and wishing ill will upon people who have different ideas. And then I just wonder, are these your, like, are you proud of how you're behaving? Are you proud of how you're modeling human behavior for your children and the children in, in your community? And is it that, is your party affiliation so important that it trumps like decorum or, or kindness or basic manners? I don't think people are really being that self-aware. I mean, in, ge in general, it seems like people have been so inundated with information and data and just the whole theater of what it means to be plugged in these days that there, there, there isn't really the space of self-reflection in that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just not, in my experience, I have not really witnessed technology or the, the inundation I was speaking about to be encouraging slowing down and checking in. I don't really see it encouraging I, my own autonomous being. It's more, this is what you're supposed to think. This is what you're supposed to think. This is what you're supposed to think. This is real. This is absolute. This is what you're supposed to do and then people just oh okay you know in a panic in a, in a sense in a in a fight or flight space that people are, are so constantly in where we're acting and then reacting and then reacting and reacting it's a cycle it's it's almost predictable yeah i mean i wouldn't i agree with what you're saying it's obviously not the entire digital sphere because we're putting out content guru singh's putting out content and you know other people we love and who inspire us are putting out content it's just you know that that mainstream media content is doing that so where like how are you seeing this principle over party in your life is this something that like creates any tension are you ever drawn to leaping onto an some sort of ideology or group thing to the point where you're willing to relinquish your own principles before i jump into that because i did think of a couple examples let me, i pulled up the principle etymology cool so what we're looking at here the late 14th century origin, source, beginning, rule of conduct, axiom, basic assumption, elemental aspect of craft or discipline. So it sounds very much foundational. It sounds very much like this is the context. This is the basis for, you know. It, so what I'm getting prior. so far is it's like, because it's discipline, rules of conduct. So it sounds like it's how we engage with others in a like social, cultural professional sphere, right? It feels like it's about engaging versus like how we're holding ourselves as individuals. Uh, well, I, I think you'll like this actually, because um, it's from Princeps, P-R-I-N-C-E-P-S, which is first man, chief leader, ruler, sovereign. 
So I, I do think that there is something about the relation, your relationship to your principles is unique. You have an autonomous relationship to a set of principles. Mm -hmm. And since it's prior, it's source, you know, it's origin. And you as your thumbprint, your, your footprint, your soul, your soul walk is unique to you. Mm -hmm. And so there's a certain set of principles that is, that is on fire for you, that is beckoning you. There's a certain set of principles that is the alignment of DK or the, the spirit animated DK. Mm -hmm. And for me as well. Um, so I don't think that it's actually that there's a set of principles that everyone can use. There's a lot of overlay. Yeah. We're human. Right. We are a human family here. Um, anything else of excitement here? Hmm. Yeah. That's that's kind of it's like the basic, the the origin, the origin. So a principle. It's like we start with principles, uh, and so party or that affiliation is way further down the line it's a simplification you know, it's like oh i have principles that are in this bubble you do you do you do oh this is where it overlaps we're gonna call the overlap of this party anything that's outside of this okay so let's let's look at it this way we have these interlocking circles of different principled people and where they overlap that's the party that's the affiliation that's where they're connecting but that would be limiting for the entirety, the wholeness of your principality, if you're only existing within the overlap of the party affiliation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. We may and need like to, to people. illustrate something. I know someone who could do that. Okay, cool. Maybe you can give me her number. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You've given it away. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so we're talking about, like, we have our principles. The, the origin point really helped bring it in. And then seeing people sort of betray their own principles to toe the party line, and party line being beyond just politics, but groupthink. But it's also just, it's important to remember, because we think in these, we have limited perspective of history because of how we're educated here. It's, I think a lot of people, I don't know, I'm making an assumption here, think that Republican Democrat, like that duality was from the beginning. Like America started and there was a Republican party and a Democrat party and they've always been at odds. And that's just not the case. There have been so many parties, so many parties. Mm -hmm. The Republican party didn't even come in until Lincoln. He was the first Republican you know, to, to run a Republican platform. And I don't know when the Democrat, the Democrat, not Democratic, but Democrat Party came in to form. But I know it's, uh, it was before, I'm pretty sure it was before the Republican. So, okay, Republican. so the Democrat Party was sort of the old guard, and the Republican was a newer, right? They came in, because I know it was the Republicans who wanted to get rid of slavery, and it was the Democrats who were doubling down on it. Yeah. And you know, founding the KKK and such. Right. Uh, when did the Democrat Party change? Is the first thing that's suggested. That's interesting. 
the the internet searches have gone so outer limits. I was duck duck going something the other day. I was like trying to figure out left brain, right brain, rationalism, like the 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 history of how long have have we had reason and logic versus how long have we had emotions and intuition. And it kept giving me this political nonsense and going into Joe Biden and none of my key, I wasn't even doing left, right. Like none of my keywords had anything to do with it, but the indoctrination of how much they're pounding us with this political divide has gone really off the rails. This is interesting too. I'm noticing that the, in Wikipedia, it's, it's claiming that it's the democratic party, not the Democrat party. Well, no, we, we know how reliable Wikipedia is. Yep. Yep. Uh, 1828. 1828. How, how old is the Republican Party? The Republican Party, I think 1854. So it came about, you know, 25 years later. Here's what I'm seeing in right now, my, my friends who identify as Democrats, this is a consistent through line that I've noticed, is that there's a, a blanket denial of anything that would um, endanger the, the, the reputation of the Democrats. Like I'm thinking of that video that has AOC on the Zoom call encouraging violence among these, these very young female Sunrise activists. And when I posted that, I got a lot of hate and when I pressed as to, well, why am I getting hate? I didn't make the video. <laughs> and I don't even, I haven't even indicated an opinion on the video. I'm just asking you guys what you think. And then what I got was, you're endangering the movement. So it seems like the, like the movement is really reliant on a lot of denial of really violent, dangerous actions and agendas. And so, I mean, what, what personal principles are being eroded in, in light of that? Well, th this is um, like, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm also witnessing this. And also like, in a lot of ways, practicing non-judgment about it, which has been an excellent exercise. Uh, I, it seems like there's this wave and a rising of denialism. That it's just become this way to debate or to discourse is to just deny that something I mean we just saw actually I just saw in the debates there were things that were spoken and then there was denial about it um, so I'm, I'm just in witnessing the curve of denial and the things that are being denied and my principles are requiring that I seek fact truth example like as close to source as possible I, I just because someone tells me what I'm supposed to think or tells me what happened, I can, I can hold that with a boulder of salt. And I do mean a boulder of salt because you do, do need to, you know, kind of dilute things or at least you need a salt lick for some of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, in order for it to line up with my principles, I need to have much more basis in awareness data points coming in so like before i deny something as possible which is just a nuts thing for me to even you know who and in a lot of ways who am i to say that something is not possible based on based on what you know when someone comes out saying the flat earth 
I'm not someone who's going to condemn them for having this thought or someone says, um, you know, this is what Q is about. Actually, no, I, I do find, cause there's so much information coming in right now. Okay. So let me, let me go back to the question that you were asking me before or where I feel, uh, where is, where's an example of where principal and party are at, at, at odds. That's what you're asking before, yeah. correct? Yeah. So I think that there's a big difference. There's a big difference in the somatic experience of principal versus party. And I want to take it into that, to this because principal as origin is your pure pose. It is your natural way of, of being. When we need to, or when, when we're being asked to mm, curtail certain elements of our principle to align with a party. When we are being asked to, uh, what's that word? What is that word? What's the word that I'm looking for? Compromise. Compromise. Okay. <laughs> That's it. To compromise. Mm -hmm. uh, our pure pose and our purpose and our origin in order to join a group think. I'm just playing that out a few layers down the road. Not, like, what are the consequences of that? It does not look, in, it's not appetizing or inviting to me to see what uh, the continual, the continual um, compromise structure does. And it's, it's presented to us like we need to compromise. That's the only way that humanity is going to, but I, I think that's the way that humanity stays in its party form is by compromise though you know you you had a great piece of wisdom about voting about in, instead of us voting for um you know who it is that we the lesser of two evils vote with your integrity and we will then in turn the consequences of that will create an integrous leadership exactly maybe not immediately but as we learn Ultimately. to vote integrally um and that's also you know if we believe that uh that voting actually, that voting does anything. Um, I like to think that it does. If anything, even just energetically. If, even we energetically. Have a, if it was like a popular vote system, I mean, because it's an electoral college, it's a whole different system, but that is our system. Like that's, and if we're going to shift it, then that's something we need to do, not in reaction to our side not winning and in a hysterical baby tantrum, we have to do it intelligently. <laughs> Like, if anything, I think we should add other, like there's the popular vote and there's the electoral, maybe some other sets, maybe some other things could be added to give us more information as opposed to whittling it down into this absolutism. What is, uh, I feel like we have so many like conversations, kind of like tendrils of conversation going. Let's bring it so, back. Yeah, Let's do okay. one of those things. Ready? Let's take a deep breath. Breath break brought to you by Conscious Awesome. Okay, here's what I want to know. In your Justin Frank Polgar's personal experience, where were you faced with a principal over party or party over principal crossroads? Walk us through it. First thing that comes to mind, you know, well, yeah, the first thing that's coming to mind is friendships that I've had, that I have had similar beliefs with, or, you know, 
their overlapping beliefs with. And as, as I have evolved, at least in my political understanding and my understanding of science and my understanding of freedom, there is social pressure. There's social pressure to abandon my principles and the things that I am lining up in my principle stack mm -hmm. of self-awareness, abandon that to be with the party. And that would, that just requires certain denial, you know? So, um, you know, just my stop when I say I don't hate Trump, which is even that I, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel delicious in my mouth to say, you know, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't hate Trump. There's like, but I'm, I'm just trying to make it so that it's as, approachable as possible for someone who is so entrenched in despise for a human being. Right. So is, and I just want to clarify for myself and our audience is the reaction of that. I mean, I know hate isn't really a conscious, awesome concept at all. And what I'm hearing you saying, and maybe I'm projecting onto you because I've, I have the same perspective is that it seems like Trump hating is a very popular perspective right now and it's not about trump loving but to even not be on board with wishing him ill or talking poorly about him is to not belong to the group yeah there's a party yeah there's a trump hate party yeah um and just by me saying i that that doesn't resonate with me yeah i don't like that kind of i kind of like the guy for some for some things that he's done i've been really impressed and yeah. he is an impressive figure in the human story to me. Yeah, you look at all that he's accomplished in the trajectory, it's it's a life of large achievement. It, it's, yeah, it's a, I mean, same thing with like Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand, right? People can disagree with her philosophy, but I think it's very juvenile to disagree that she's made a huge impact on American thought. Exactly, exactly. You know, so, I mean, that, that's my, my, like, the intimate thing is really in my direct personal and interpersonal relationships, yeah. is when I'm being asked to chuck my principle for a party, and my response has been, this is my principle, this is where I'm at, I love you. Yeah. Because that's part of my principle, is I'm not going to judge you based on your opinions or your thoughts, even if they're not your thoughts. Yeah. I had a very similar one exact same topic where I was at a dinner party with everyone at the table was in, you know, a spiritual teacher or a spiritual coach, like very high level, um, developed aware people. And at one point during the dinner party, it just devolved into a Trump bashing. And I interrupted the Trump bashing and I said, you know what? I think everyone at this table, would agree that it's not really of high value to humanity to sit here and gossip about someone who isn't present. So I'm gonna request that since we're all together that we talk about things that we like, things that we're into, and we leave the gossip and the backbiting outside. And it broke the spell and my friend who was hosting the dinner party said, you're right, you're right, this is out of integrity. It was less than 20 minutes before we devolved right back into Trump hating and I got up and I left <laughs> because I was like, I, as far for my principles, 
I'm not going to be in a field of gossip and backbiting. That's not, and I also don't want, like, I made my request that we not do that. And then I was clear, okay, this is the group agreement. And I'm not going to sell myself down the river to be part of the group. Yeah, there's a, there's an integrity to principles that's being exampled there. And it's not without, um, it's pain, you know, like, I didn't want to leave the, like, I wanted to be with my friends, you know, it wasn't like I delighted in walking out of the dinner party. It's not like I delight any time that I'm like shunned from a group. Um, and for me, I prioritize being in alignment with my principles over compromising them just to get along. That's, not, that's just not my thing. Yeah, it's, um, there's a certain taste, there's a certain somatic experience, or even a mental loop experience that I get when I compromise, when I have compromised. And it's, um, it's, you know, in the human experience of, you know, pleasure and pain, I'm not going to avoid the pain, because there's often a lesson in the pain, but I'm not going to subject myself to more pain that is necessary than to learn the lesson and to move through and to ultimately strengthen my grounding, my rooting, my principality. And, and so much of that actually, now that I'm, I'm feeling into that, like what it feels like, there's, a, there's the sacred masculine, there's the sacred feminine at the root, at the, at the basis. Um, there's also the shadow of, the, of both of these. Uh, but the, the origin of this, the grounding of your principles just goes so deep in and fo you know, following that chord through a, through meditation practice or through some type of uh, movement practice mm -hmm. or even playing with Oracle decks. Like there, there's a lot of information that you can glean from the natural world and from your immediate response network to build your awareness of your principles and know what your principles are because maybe one of our listeners or some, you know, maybe some of our listeners are hearing this and a little bit confused on like, well, how do I know what my principles are? That's a really good point. Um, I had a, a life coach who I worked with several years ago, walk me through of, of like figuring out what are my values and what are my priorities and just observing myself of, of like where I put my attention and in my friendships, like what are, what are the qualities that my friends and my friendships have in common or the different causes to which I, I devote my effort? You know, what is the through line there when I'm looking at my life um, from a, you know, a little bit of a more macro perspective? It was, uh, how long did the process take for you to like really click in for you to find that space of, ah, I like I know myself better because of this exercise. I mean, I would say it took me a week to do that exercise, and I would say it's ever since then I'm still examining my life. I'm still watching myself, and and I'm still. I would say it takes years. You know, it's it's a, a matter of knowing ourselves, and and there's something that will. You know, there were things that I thought were my priorities, and then when I looked at it a bit more you know, maybe not so much because there's some right. refining and there's also how I want to think of myself and there's, well, how am I actually really? And th there's priorities and there's principles, right? So there's, hopefully our priorities are based on our principles. And sometimes when we find that they're not or that there's a better option, 
it's important to be able to adapt. I mean, for me, that's a really key principle is adaptation and being adaptable. Yes. As you are, I'm, I'm just thinking of you, like I'm thinking of your relationship to adaptogens. I'm thinking of you as a Gemini. I'm thinking of how many different scenarios I've seen you in. You are so super adaptable, but that's kind of the beauty of principle over party is it doesn't even matter what your principles are as long as you stay true to what your principles are over whatever other group would have you compromising your own principles to be a part of them. And that's why, like, whenever it comes down to it, you know, be, being a part of a group, we still have to be with ourselves 24-7. We're going to be with a group a portion of that. It's all, you know, whatever, what's going to trump that and what is all, what the most consistent thing is that we have to be with ourselves for our entire incarnation. So for me, what I've learned is like, it's never worth it for me to sell my own principles out to belong for this temporary period of time, because then I'm, I'm, I'm knowing that I'm out of integrity and that doesn't feel good to me. And I don't care what anyone's principles are. I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we just, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to project onto our audience. If this doesn't ring true, then throw it away. But from my perspective, it just feels more honorable to, to be in alignment with our principles first and foremost, and see where we can find the Venn diagram of crossover with these various ideologies, parties, or organizations, or ideas. And it's okay to just have those little bits of Venn diagram of crossover and then diverge where they're not authentic. And that's allowed. That is allowed on this human journey. Totally allowed. Um, and it's evolved. That's also an evolved part of this human journey and is holding boundaries. We can have this awareness of oneness and we're all connected. We're all part of this fabric of vibration and incantation and delicious divinity and Hold your boundaries. There's some structure in that that's necessary, at least in, in functioning in this 3D realm. But beyond 3D, also, it's transdimensional. You know, um, you know liberty is... It, freedom is, transcends dimension. You know, it's not just a 3D concept or a, or a 4D concept or a 5D concept. It's like a multidimensional concept. Um, and I think that that... I mean, I know that that's part of my principles as well. I want to, um, as far as a tool, it's something that I have used um, in journaling because I find that journaling is and writing is, is very helpful. And I, I have this thought that I, I don't write enough. Like I want to write more. I don't know. I've never really quenched that. I'm familiar with that thought. You're familiar. Okay, good. <laughs> good. I'm not alone. We have a party here. We have a party. Um, I, I once ventured into a... Uh, into an exercise of journaling where I wrote all of the things that I was not. It's a really cool uh, backdoor That's a long entrance. Ass list. Did you have enough paper for this list? I, I mean, I wrote like 11 pages. I just wrote like, you know, for a time. It was like 40 minutes or whatever it was. And I just went off. I'm not this, 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 I'm not this. I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this. I mean, it was, it was all kinds of things from I'm not a football player to I'm. I'm not a water person to, I'm not a, um, a, a quiet person. I'm not, you know, it's like, oh, or I'm not a person solely, you know, like I, all of it. And then I went back and read it and anything that had any hint of, but maybe I am, 
I circled. Mm -hmm. And I made that list and I really sat with that list because those are all like my blind spot that, you know, in my reactive mind, I'm not that. In my contemplative mind, uh, I actually have some resonance with this. And that, that exercise dissolved a lot of what was how I defined my identity based on my preferences and based on who I think I am. And kind of as that shook out, there were certain groupings and certain principles that came together that helped me know who I am by who, who I'm not really and who I am actually or aspire to be actually. Um, I want to say that, that that exercise was in the, uh, the Art and Practice of Loving book that we've mentioned before on this podcast by Frank Andrews. Yeah, I want to say that that it was it was in that book, but it could have just it could have just been some cannabis transmission also. <laughs> could have been. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm really interested in in communing and hanging out with people who like doing work on themselves and evolving their perspectives and finding deeper and deeper nest and home in their principles. Uh, and it's I had actually caused me to pause uh like a year ago maybe when i started to see that well some of my principles i would have associated or i do associate with conservatism and i was so not conservative you know conservatism um or even just one uh i i i think the first thing that comes to mind is uh is borders mm. You know, and, you know, because it's not just country borders, not just, you know, the borders of what, of America and not America, because in order to have America, you need to have not America to exist in this duality. Uh, but it's also like, you know, our borders, you know, I, I would like to. They're boundaries. boundaries. It's like if we overgive, if I overgive, you and I have had this as friends, like if I victim myself, victimize myself because I'm overgiving, then I don't have anything to be of service. If our country is overgiving to all these people who aren't Americans, then we don't really have enough to support Americans. I'm, I'm, I have become a big fan of like, let's get the center. Let's get our own health on point before we start just opening all gates, all boundaries, all of that. Put on your oxygen mask first, then help the people next to you. And it's, it's fascinating to me because uh, that has been a conservative ideology for most of my adult life. And I find myself finding some virtues in it. I find myself like, you know, it's not my job to be a savior. You know, right. Right. It, it, I can be a savior by virtue of my actions and being in my purse, in my principles. Maybe my actions help for people to liberate or be saved in some way. But when I focus on that, there's something curved in that. There's just, there's going to be some type of egoic structure that's being supported. That's, um, that's just going to be stuff to clean up later, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, though, when I think about it in a more meta way, having boundaries actually, to me, feels more liberating. And so maybe more liberal or more, you know, it seems less conservative, actually, because we're not you know, we are holding a structure, we're conserving a structure, but within that structure, we can have much more liberty and much more space to be open and, and have that evolution happening. 
it just well yeah because yeah, when we're thriving when we're all abundant and everyone's taken care of here like think of the all the cool things and all the creative things that we can do together but when i'm still you know it's at least every day that i'm giving money to some homeless veteran on the side of the road i don't think there's a lot of excess to be tossing out I'm having something similar because it, it does seem that a lot of the um, ideals that I'm holding right now and the people who are holding similar I ideals seem to be a lot of them more conservative Republicans and, and a lot of them are anti-choice. I'm not anti-choice, but it's interesting to hold, to see that, to hold space for people who have different ideas and I'm not going to, I'm not gonna shift on that. You know, I'm not going to not all of a sudden become anti-choice because, because of the Venn diagram of crossover that these people and I share. You know, like, I, I hold that for myself. That's what I believe. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that's actually a really good, that's a great uh, example of principal party, is feeling alignment with a set of principles that are generally held, uh, but I'm not necessarily just going to throw in that principle. It's not my principle. Right. I'm not going to throw it in just to get along with the group. Also, yeah. at the same time, I don't think that free abortions are a basic civil liberty. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't think that's a basic civil right. And I also don't think that's a priority. So it's, again, I'm sticking with my truth. I'm not really holding the, the rights idea by being pro anti-choice. And I'm not really holding the left of like, this is the most important thing and it should be free and it should be in the constitution. I'm not really there either. No, this nuance. It's nuance. Actually, when we're all holding to our principles and really grounded in our in our unique principality, that there's the nuance that makes for the beauty that is in alignment with nature. Natural principles. Natural principles. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I know that we can probably continue to play this game, though I feel like we've we've buttoned up a good a good segment here on on the definitions of principle, the difference between principle and party, and you know, party also meaning affiliation or some type of group, uh, and principles really meaning that unique set, your, your fingerprint, basically, yeah. your soul fingerprint. Um, it's one of Orion's middle names is Nishama, which is like the soul's unique walk. Mm. And uh, which I love that, it's a yeah. good reminder. I got a chill when you said that. Good, more chills nice so yummy so yummy um yeah i think that's a good that's a good place to to wrap us up for this moment um this might be the last time the conscious awesome audience sees you as a daddy of only one just want to acknowledge that just like that yep. that fast <laughs> These are, you know. that's twice that you did it and it and it was on me <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. I was one and then I'm going to go two. It's going to be that easy. Just a breath of air moving through. That's the natural birth. Oh, we could have even gotten into that with principles. Just the whole birthing. What is what you're supposed Oh, yeah. 
This is a wide-ranging conversation. Please continue to, uh, to have it with your relations, with your friends, with your family, um, and with us on the socials. Please leave a comment below. Like, subscribe, share. Just click as many of those buttons except for this button. Unless, unless it's authentic to you, you can down this. That's okay. We like engagement, period. Mm-hmm. I have a preference for this one. Just saying. I have a preference for this one or just skipping it. But I mean, if you're like really authentically guided to do this and that's in your highest, you do you. What happens when a bunch of these happen? I don't know. When I see them on videos, they just make me sad. That's what happens. <laughs> Sometimes they make me want to watch the video. Mm-hmm. Especially when there's a lot of them. I'm just saying. Uh, I love you, DK. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Constance. On this uh, episode 27, a deep dive into Principle Over Party, which is part two of a three part series. We will be continuing next. Bye. Yes. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to give it a like to share it with your nearest and dearest and remember to subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single episode of your very favorite podcast, Word Up with Danny Katz. We'll see you soon, tribe. <laughs>